Hi Real Ones, welcome to another episode of Nasanta's Real with yours truly, Nasanta Law. Now, we are having a brand new episode, right? In a brand new month. And guess what? We are starting a brand new series. Now, this one is called Struggling in the Suit. But before I get into that, I just want to welcome every single person who has taken the time out to to, to listen to Nasanta's Reel. Listen, you made the right choice. You made the right choice. Yeah? You are now officially a part of the Reel family. Yeah, man. Applaud yourself. Applaud yourself! And now the the real family is actually a global family. We have listenership of over 40 countries worldwide. And that's that's pretty amazing. We are touching all nations by being real. Yeah. So if you really don't know what Nasanta's Real is about, like the, the fine, fine details, uh Nasanta Real, it is a Christian Jamaican podcast that is chronicled by me. My name, my real name is Shakira Farron. However, I go by the name Nasanta Law. Yeah. And it's where I share my life's experiences as I navigate through my life. Because, yeah. And it is targeted for persons who are in need of real encouragement on my audio reel. And when I say that I share real real life experiences from my life it's also based on persons whose life have impacted mine and today there is a young man who i want to get real with because his life is it's it's one where it just amazed me and in amazing me i just want to share it with everybody because i don't know who needs to hear this so yeah we are about to get real with perry cummings Hi Perry, welcome to Santa's Real. How are you? Hey Natasha. Nat- what? <laughs> Nasanta. 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 Yeah. Okay, Nasanta, Nasanta Law. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right. So, how are you doing? Hey Nasanta. Um, I'm really doing good. I'm giving God thanks that I'm able to be here. I'm humbled by the invitation and this great privilege to actually share some of the experiences that I went through with to whomever will be listening to this recording. Wow, I'm so happy as well. I believe that somebody will be blessed. Now, to kick things off, I just want us to touch base with your religious background. Could you shed some on it for us, please? Sure. Well, um, I was brought up in a Pentecostal church. Fun fact, the church that I was brought up in is, is like directly right in front of my house, right? I was brought up in that small Pentecostal church. Um, all my family members went to church and because it was so near, we could just step from our yard straight into the churchyard. It was that close. It is that close. And I was baptized in Jesus' name at the age of nine years old. I was filled with the Holy Spirit at nine years old and I preached my first sermon at the age of nine so you could yeah so you could really understand the background as to as to being brought up in church i was one of those you know 
children who are brought up in church and, and, and exposed to the doctrines from a very early age. So when you when you first got saved at the age nine, of what, seven, you said, what was your mindset like? Like I know many times we we are we are influenced because of the nature of our background as young Christians when we get our life saved. mindset like what was perry thinking when he said I well in all honesty and i'm glad you you said said that because it's true many of us when we you know become christians at that at such a young age it's normally based on being influenced by our parents grandparents whomever we we are brought up with but fun fact yeah. A little after being baptized, I grew to understand, like, just as I, I was about to touch in my teenage years, I began to realize that, you know, this Christian walk, it could not be based on my parents alone. Like, yes, they played a part in showing yeah. me certain things and teaching me and guiding me, but I had to develop my personal relationship with God. And and, and I, I guess later on, we'll get back on that more but it's that personal relationship with God has started to develop so even at a young age I appreciated them you know leading me in the faith and everything like that but I soon got to the realization that in other in order for me to be a successful Christian I had to develop my own personal relationship with God and that started as soon as I started to touch in my teenage years Okay, so in your teenage years, you recognize that. Yeah. So when you were at school, then, w- um, what 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 was your character like? Because you said that you started to realize. So at that time, was it the case where you were showcasing your identity as a Christian man, or you were you were highlighting that hey, I'm struggling. This is me, but I'm trying. What was it like? Well, <laughs> good question. I mean, I I, I so in, during high school. I yeah was one of those young Christians. Remember, you're you're just not you're safe from nine. You're not really exposed to mm-hmm. much. So you're you're that fire, that zeal, that burning desire to serve God. You know, it was it was still there and it was at, at its highest peak. To be honest, so you know, just going into high school, wow. you know, everybody knows that you're a Christian because when devotions are supposed to be held, everybody calling on Perry. When people need prayer, everybody coming to Perry. So I was on that on that platform then where or on that pedestal where I was seen as a Christian, a young Christian, a man of God, someone who was fearing God. And, and indeed, I was doing all of that because, you know, as I say, I just start off really, you know, you, you know, and, and it's just like that in, in our walk with God. You know, it's when we just start out, we experience the zeal and that passion and that love for God. And it was so when I just started out at high school, it was known across the school population that Perry, and them call, Pastor Perry, them usually call me <laughs> Pastor Perry, and 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 it speaks volume at that young age. Somebody would call your pastor. It speaks to the the. I wasn't ashamed of the gospel. I was just out there, you know, shining basically for Christ. I like that. I like that Pastor Perry, who was not ashamed, you know. I, I, I really like it because I know 
well for me and for other young persons who have interacted with it's like you feel some sort of shame when you're at school and you stand out and everybody sees you like oh she's an evangelist or oh you know she's the one that you go to for prayer and so on for me i i used to feel away yeah but then i started to embrace it and by grade nine into grade 11 grade nine yeah i was like the worship monitor so I, I didn't really feel any way. Every devotion, I would I would plan it, and because persons were impacted, I I felt good. But deep down, when they would, if they should say a pastor Nasanta, well Shakira at that time, Muda Muda probably feel away. Even though may I do it, but you know I'm really happy to know that you are an exception to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you were you. It was established that you were Pastor Perry in. <laughs> high school so yeah you move on with that mindset to university well and that's where we get to a really interesting part and, it, and it's 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 funny because even though i knew who i was in christ and i yeah. wasn't afraid to make that known i had struggles mm-hmm. um and we get into the struggle part because yeah, you see, <laughs> struggling in the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get into that part because persons would see me as that, and I knew who I was. I knew what I was called to become, but mm-hmm. I realized that I was encountering some issues. As I said before, getting saved at the age of nine years old, you weren't exposed to much. Your mind wasn't, you know, thinking about certain stuff. But when you reach into your teenage years and you pass grade nine, you reach grade 11 and you're just about to step into sixth form, yeah. you recognize that changes start happening in your body now as a young man. And, you know, you start seeing, you know, the opposite sex as, as being attractive and, you know, all of those, you know, pastoral attributes you kind of look past them now because you're yeah. going to a young man. Yeah. And and, and, that, and that's natural. But you start now to step out of your character. And that's what I want to get to. I started to step out of my character now because I started meddling with feelings for an extended period of time that caused me to act on them because the feelings will come as young people the feelings will come and thoughts will come no i didn't just leave it there i started to act out on certain things so interestingly i remember around like probably grade 10 they are about grade 10 during high school yeah. I exposed myself to pornography. Um, it 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 was interesting, and it's not like, and it's and it's just so different. It's not like I watched it and like probably you know do things while watching it. I watched it out of curiosity, and it, because oh. I wasn't exposed to none of this, I just wanted yeah. to see what was it, what what was it really like. You know, I was just genuinely curious, and I'm no. Many persons could probably relate to this. You know, you just wanted to know. You hear persons talking about it. You hear your peers talking about it. You hear your your best friends or whomever you associate yourself with at high school talk about these things. You genuinely wanted to see what it was like. However, you know, I started watching them. 
and I began seeing how they did the thing. And I started to wonder what it would be like if I was in that position. So now you recognize that what you started to watch, what you started to listen mm-hmm. to, you, you began seeing yourself in that position. And then now there's a desire being built to be in that position. So what you watch, what you listen, yes. it builds desire. That's why we have to be careful as to what we expose ourselves to, even out of innocence, even just wanting, out of curiosity. Curiosity builds desire, right? And it's that, that yeah, it is. I, I thank God because it's Aware. now I'm understanding certain things after I've been through it. And, and I recognize that we have to be so careful as to what we expose ourselves to because it builds desire and then desire will bring you to action. So now I... Like the latter part of high school, I started to expose myself to sexual activities. I mean, even though being involved in church, you know, even though being fiery person still seed me as mm-hmm. this pastor in high school and still giving me the mic to lead devotions, still giving me the mic to preach at school, still giving me the mic to encourage young people and yes people are still being blessed because god doesn't take away your gift god doesn't take away your gift a gift is something that is given which is not expected to be returned so god gives you a gift and he and and he says all right nasanta listen you're going to be a person who is going to build a platform for young people to come on anybody any any at all to come and share real testimonies and that's your gift to bring people to to the world that is for this season but he doesn't take that away from it doesn't matter if you fail he doesn't and that's what yeah. was happening with me you know i was failing in certain areas sexually i was failing you know i, I started to go over females houses before i went to school in the days like it began to reach up yeah man and and nobody would know and, my god and this girl that i was involved with at the time during high school she was an apostolic she was a church member at my church she sang on the choir but nobody knew what was happening with us right and it almost felt so right because this person is somebody whom at the time i would tell myself i love them and i would want to marry them you understand and sometimes the devil you know mm-hmm. causes us to think that oh because you see this person a particular way it is right because you are you plan to marry her or you plan to marry him so it's okay to do what you do you understand but it's not And I recognized that I had issues and it was a battle from then because, you know, when you're you're minister and you speak out against certain things and you remember that you are the same one doing it, it's a battle in your own mind. You understand? And I I try Mm -hmm. at times to put a stop to it, but it would just hurt the, the young lady and... It was just so much because remember that sexual activity is not just a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual experience. You see, back in the days when the Bible speaks about marriage, sex was one of those things that was used to seal the marriage. You understand? Because that's the reason why it was important for young girls 
not to be exposed to anyone. It's, it's, it, was, it was a must for them to be a virgin going into marriage. It's not like nowhere, you know. We know the grace of God is there and, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a virgin to get married because things happen and things will happen along life's journey. But back yeah. in those days, if you weren't a virgin, you, you were basically stoned to death. So now, you know, we understand that sex is a spiritual mm-hmm. thing. So when you go about having sex and you're meddling with these sexual activities, you're building spiritual connections with persons who is probably not even going to be your wife or your husband, which makes it become a toxic situation now. Because that person is not yours, right? But mm-hmm. you got you you know have built a bond and a and a connection spiritually through the sexual activity because your souls now intermingle and become one in the spirit. And that's was what was happening mm-hmm. with me. I got yeah. involved and I started to you know create connections and soul ties with persons who 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 you know. It's probably not even, it's not the one for me, but I was still ministering. I was in the suit, as the series said. I, I, I was still being looked upon as a youth leader and all of that, but I was struggling in secret. I was struggling in secret. Um, you mentioned moving on to university, and that's where the real story starts yeah. because, you know, the devil. He's smart. And this is no compliment to him. We just have to speak it as it is. He's a smart opponent to the body of Christ. Yeah. And he doesn't forget our mistakes. I'm going to say that again. The enemy, the devil, that our lying dragon, he doesn't forget our mistakes. Sometimes we forget them, but he doesn't. And what happened to me I didn't deal with my struggles while I was while I was in my teenage years, while I was in high school. I didn't deal with them, but I figured I got over them because I was abstaining or I wasn't active for a while. And I yeah. thought that, oh, yeah, man, we get over this. You know, I'm over this now. You understand? Because, you know, I broke off the relationship with the young lady and, you know, I wasn't speaking to anybody. I was like basically back in my ministry now. And I even started a movement online. Um, just I was about to step into my first year in university, the Mighty Long Way movement. And you know, it was a, it was about a group of singers and musicians, persons who had giftings and would go to different concerts over the country and would be ministering. So I thought I had overcame the whole struggle, you know. I, I thought I did, and I forgot yeah. that I did not dealt with the sin. I didn't dealt with it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dealt with mm-hmm. it. But I thought I was over it, but I was not. I forgot, but the devil didn't, and he had already strategized how he's going to get back at me and get back at me very good, but I didn't realize. <laughs> So I moved on to university, all excited, you know, <laughs> leaving out of high school with my subjects. I looking yeah. now to study law and, you know, the whole excitement of university. And I moved on and first year was good. I mean, I was commuting at the time. I had to travel from Spanish town 
Jamaica to Kingston. And, you know, it was tedious, you know, it was tiring because I had to get up like four o'clock in the mornings to, to, to reach Spanish Town and then get a shuttle bus. Um, I, I, the university's shuttle buses that would take us to the campus. And, you know, it was just so tiring. And then if you have late classes, yeah, one of the things that happened to me was that that year I chose my classes late. So I got mostly some of, some of them were night classes. You understand? So I would be leaving Kingston like sometimes oh. even nine o'clock. And by the time I get home, it would be like minutes to 12. So, you know, it was tiring. It was tiring. Wow. It was tiring. Law didn't work out for me. It was so expensive. And they were taking too long to process some of our applications. So I just said, listen, I'm, going to, I'm just going to do political science. So that's one of the reasons why I chose some of my classes yeah. late. Because I, I, last minute I switched. But eventually, I came up with a plan for, for, for year two of university. Year one was a successful one. God, to God be the glory. Um, I wasn't involved um, in any way in year one. And, and I think it was because of the constant moving. You know, I wasn't anywhere stable. I wasn't anywhere, you know, you know, stable. So I had to be yeah. constantly moving. I, didn't, I wasn't in any secrecy as to, you know, get, get back to doing certain things that I was doing in the past. And again, you forget that you had a struggle. You forget that you didn't deal with it, and you figure that you overcome it. But that I was mm -hmm. only fooling myself. So now I had some plans for year two, and I was saying, all right, mommy and daddy, listen, this traveling thing really expensive, and it's putting pressure on your pocket. I'm not working. I'm still a student. Here, what? Let us put all of those transportation costs into a boarding fee for me for year two. Let me find a job on campus. Let me live on campus and let me help out. Right? It sounded like a plan. It, it, it really was a plan, actually. And they supported the um, productivity that I was bringing to the table. And me now becoming a young man, you know, still seeing the, the, the need to help out. They admire that and they quickly, you know, put plans in place for me. And it happened. That's an, that's an, it happened. I, I began, like, you know, putting things together mm -hmm. for year two. So over the summer period, you know, I was selecting my hall. I was saving some money. I was working over the summer. I was just all, I was just planning and, and I had no fear because one of the things that persons were always telling me is that university is the devil's playground. They always tell us that, yeah, if you're going to university, man, why? You have to have your head screw on and the devil up there and him let loose. <laughs> but, 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 yes, the devil is everywhere, but I mean, you are out of the parents' house, yeah. especially as a young Christian. I have everything at your disposal. So if your head isn't screwed on, then you fall for everything because the good, the bad, the in-between, everything is there. So that's really true. And the devil maximizes yes, on yes. the opportunity to to catch young young people, young Christians especially, with everything. That's especially true. when they're in a environment when they, they really didn't know anything that's true everything looks glamorous but it's not it's all a trap yeah that's true i have to agree and and that's one of the things that happens to a lot of us 
a lot of us as young Christians when we leave out of our parents' house because now that, as I said, you're on your own now, you're moving out, you know, and, you know, everything looks so glamorous, as I said, and if you didn't experience certain things when you were younger, it looks so new to you, and I said that word out of curiosity again, you try (laughs) to expose yourself to these things, and then it builds desire, and then you continue doing certain things that you should not be doing, so you know, I, 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 I was not I was not even wavered when I heard persons talking about universe because I'm saying, listen, man, I'm a man of God. You know? <laughs> I, I am anointed to preach the broken hearted and set free at liberty, those who are bound. I was I was I had such confidence. And you see, it is important wow. for us not to be self righteous because many of exactly. the times we pride ourselves in our anointing, in our calling. Yes, you're called. We know you're called. Yes, you're anointed. Yes, you're anointed. But David was anointed king. However, True. he killed Uriah for his wife. Mm-hmm. And he sinned yeah. against God, even though he was anointed king. Not because you're anointed means that you will not fall and that you're not vulnerable to the enemy it is the anointing that destroys the yoke but it's going Mm -hmm. to take the grace and mercies of god to keep you from falling into sin i hope somebody got that because it is so important it's one of the things that is messing up the body of christ you know, we, we, we pride ourselves in our, in, our, in our 19s. We pride ourselves in our calling. We pride ourselves that we can preach. We pride ourselves in believing that because we can sing so beautifully, the enemy is afraid of us. And we pride ourselves because we'll go to church five days a week, every Sunday. We're early for Sunday school. And because the COVID now, we're logging on onto our Zoom. And because we're on every Zoom service, we feel as if we are untouchable. We are not. If it wasn't for the grace and the mercies of God, where would we be? But I wasn't remembering that. I was remembering my past accomplishments. And because, you know, the week before last, I probably preached and three got baptized or three received the Holy Ghost and I laid my hands on so-and-so last week and they got healing. And because I was tearing up the place, not just at my church, but across the country as well, I felt as if I was untouchable. Yeah. Yeah. So I prided myself in that that I, that you know I was anointed and all of that. So I, my pastor, the late pastor, holiness, may souls in peace, a wonderful man of God. You know, when he was alive at the time, he asked me. You know, it was almost as if he didn't even want me to go. You know, and normally persons push people to go to university, but at that time. He, he was a little bit skeptic. He said, boy, Brother Perry, I heard that you're going up to university and, and all of that. And, and all of that. And other persons as well. It's like they were so hesitant for me to go to university. 
And in myself, I was like, why are persons being so hesitant? Why they don't want me to just... Why, why, why I don't feel as if I'm being pushed to go? You understand? However, yeah, I really understood why is it that persons are so protective of their own when it comes to these things because eventually I, I moved on campus now second year mm-hmm. moved on a hall i you know for the first couple of weeks it was okay i mean i'm now getting used to being on my own and things like that remember i still had confidence in myself saying bro Perry, any <laughs> demon come man mash up you man and re 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 what i didn't understand is that you should not put your trust in yourself should put your trust in god because the arms of flesh will fail you you dare not what trust your own and i did that Mm -hmm. instead of putting my trust totally in god i and 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 um it it reminded me of samson when he yeah he 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 disregarded the good advice that he was getting to leave this philistine this philistine woman alone you know you're, you're, she's our enemy you leave her don't meddle don't don't you know cut that company sometimes we have to cut some company as young people as people of god we have to cut off some company you understand but mm-hmm. samson went too close to the edge and he thought that even with his hair cut he thought that he could shake like other times as the bible tells us and he would just shake off the, whatever they used to bound him and the bible said he shake as other times but nothing happened you understand he thought that he was still you know on that good and narrow path and he tried and it didn't work and i found yeah. myself in a situation where i started to adopt the culture of a campus lifestyle of the campus lifestyle i started to you know go to the parties mm-hmm. now because i said boy i'm there here at least six days a week five days a week on weekends i would try and go home to, to church if not i just go to a nearby assembly so i didn't really have to go home you understand and sometimes yeah. you when you become so stable now you, 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 you lose the desire of moving up and down and that was happening and you see you saw the enemy works but i was there now and i said boy the party them loading on your ears anyways the parties are so loud and you can't sleep might as well go look and see what is happening and i told myself i'm not going to get involved i'm just going to look i'm going to look and most of these parties they are free I mean, you're on campus. You don't have to pay to go in. You just need a student ID or probably just a $200 because you already pay your hall fee and you already pay miscellaneous fees. So you're you're entitled to be a part of these events. You help to fund them as far as we were told. So you have every right as a student to be so hear me now of course i mean my i'm paying for this why shouldn't i at least go and see what's happening (laughs) i went and i started to go to one i started to go to two and it just went on i started being a party goer and instead of persons saying perry what you're not supposed to be here they were waiting on me to get ready to go to these events because i was a regular party goer i was the life of the party i was the vibes (laughs) 
yeah i was the vibes i was supposed to be the vibes at church which i was normally the vibes at church but now i'm the vibes in the party and persons could not go without me wow what a thing i was leading the pack and oh boy i started to drink i have never had alcohol before until i started university i've never had alcohol not even light but i started to drink no heavy alcohol i didn't remember getting drunk though but i can remember being intoxicated and you know i started to live a lifestyle that was not pleasing to god it wasn't setting a good example for where i was i forgot who i was in christ and instead of seeking to impact my surroundings i allowed my surroundings to impact me remember that we are ambassadors wow. for christ and as ambassadors we represent jesus and if you represent mm-hmm. jesus you know you have his name therefore there's a certain expectation that is on your life that is on our lives and if you act contrary to that persons are going to see persons are going to see and persons began to see what i was becoming okay i i remember a friend from high school who moved on her later than myself i moved on pretty early he moved on later than than me and he couldn't even recognize me because i was cursing profanities now bad words i was behaving like somebody else i was losing wow. my identity and he said perry is you this and i'm like what do you mean and he said yeah like curse bad word no <laughs> it it was really heartbreaking at the time but i recognize that i've become something or someone that was not meant for me to become and i even started bringing you know girls to my room now and i started to sleep over with girls my whole desires changed no instead of wanting christ i wanted experiences with girls i wanted to live that life the party goer you know the the the, the ladies man you know and all of these things you know and yeah. persons you know started to see me as this the jamaican term top man because <laughs> because no every other night or whatever I I would always have girls over my room even more than one girls at a time would be in my room and the other guys on the hall would be like what Perry I remember this time you know while one of the females were leaving my room I came out and a group of them it was a all it was a hall all male hall that I was on at the time and a group of them came to my door and they be like Perry no you say you're a christian and i said yes i am and he said how oh, we are you know mm. you have more girl than how we have in your room and you things and, and and this is where i knew oh. i was really lost i started to defend myself trying to justify my actions using the bible 
that's when i my god i was really like one of the guys said something to me and it hurt me it, it up to this day even though i know god really has helped me to come this far one of the guys said you know from high school you've always been the reason why i'd said i'd actually try and become a christian because you know they knew me from high school and as i explained to you and everybody earlier high school was my glory days so to speak and they remembered all of that even mm-hmm. after the years we moved out to university they remember they didn't forget and he said you are the reason why i'd said i'd actually try christianity but no i would never ever become a christian because if you who were so strong in the faith can come to this then what's going to happen to me and they all laughed it off and they were like wow. a joke we make man go on do your thing but i knew that they were genuinely affected by what i was doing and i and i have to say this sometimes as christians we feel as if our own mistakes affects us. No, they mm-hmm. do not. You have persons who are looking on, persons who look up to us as Christians, as ambassadors for Christ. And it is so important for us to try as best as possible to not fail. Because when we do, we can cause others to fail. Our Christian life That's is true. not just for us. Our lives are ministries. And persons are looking on and they might not tell you that was the first time that young man has ever been said that has said anything like that to me. It was the first time, but he has been watching me for years and probably just as he was about to make that decision. There goes Perry. Yeah. There goes sister so-and-so. There goes brother so-and-so. We don't live for ourselves. We live for Christ and we live for others. And we have to remember that if we can get that revelation, we would think about the hundreds of other young persons who are looking on, whose soul basically rests in the decisions that we make. However, I continue doing what I'm doing, and I even went to persons who I knew wasn't living a life pleasing to God for encouragement and counsel. And it just speaks to, instead of God. going to God... Instead of finding my pastor, instead of finding somebody who I knew, you know, knew God, I went to persons who, from time to time, we would talk about our experiences with the girls and, and the parties and, and the lifestyle and, and all of that. I became a full-blown womanizer on campus. You understand what I'm saying? And wow. the devil was strategically setting up one situation after the other. Last year, November, I got involved with this young lady and as usual, you know, get involved and you move on, looking to other places now. And early, early this year, I got a phone call from her mother and the big news She's pregnant. Oh, God. You can just imagine. I was at work at the time on camp because I was was just going on, you know. Everything was just going on fine. I didn't have nothing like that in my mind. As, as, As far as I'm concerned, I'm just enjoying myself. 
I've actually accepted the lifestyle at one point. I was just saying to one of the young men that I was taking counsel from that, bro, this is just the lifestyle that I'm just going to live in. If it's so just so, you know, like, and, and, and I have to note this. Some of the weekends when I would come down from campus and go to my, my church, persons would still give me the mic. Yeah. We're talking about struggles mm-hmm. in the suit. When I come down from campus, persons long to see me because sometimes even three weeks, I would not be at church. But when they do see me, they were still giving me the microphone to lead praise and worship. They were still giving me the microphone to preach on Sundays because even sometimes I hear that Saturday before the Sunday I'm put down as the minister but because they knew that I was called for that it wouldn't have been a problem and I still took the microphone I still did all these things knowing that I was doing things that were not pleasing to God the struggles in the suit Persons were still being anointed. Persons were still being blessed by my ministry. But I was living a lie because the Saturday and Sunday, more holier than thou, holier than anybody else. But as soon as I moved back on campus, I was back into the bed of fornication. I was back into the ravings and the, the drinking and all of those things. Nobody knew about Well, persons knew about it, but persons who should have known about it, they didn't know what was happening. And I got the news that she was pregnant. No. That evening, I went, went over my dorm room and I started to cry. I started to cry because I recognized that this no means that everything will be exposed sooner or later. Yeah. You cannot hide sin. I don't know who you cannot hide sin. Sometimes we think we can hide it, or probably we hide it for a little while and we feel as if okay, nobody's finding out and all of that, but you can't hide sin. And one way or the other, you see when God wants you for his purpose, he's going to find one way or another. To ensure that you have to come clean. You might be sinning. You might be doing what you're doing in secret. But when God is ready for you. When he's ready to expose you. Right? It's for a purpose. Don't run away from the exposure. Sometimes as Christians you're probably sinning. And, and, and don't wait until you get a phone call young man from a girl's mother to, to hear that she's pregnant before you come clean with God. I've been there. It's not an it's not a, it's not a easy thing to deal with, especially with the expectations that persons have. At that time, I was the assistant youth president. I was looking to become the, the, the youth president for my church. I was looking to become the praise and worship leader now. I was always a musician. I, I was looking out to become an, a, a, I was a body minister. It was said that I was looking to become an ordained minister. God lined up all of these things for me that would only propel my ministry for his glory. Just as I was about mm-hmm. to step into that, here comes the phone call. I got a girl pregnant. <laughs>
Young people, women and, and, and men of God, confess early. Deal with your weaknesses from early. Do not allow it to fester because that's what happens. Sometimes we get a cut and we don't treat it. We don't treat it from the moment we get the scratch. But that scratch is left untreated. It begins to fester. It begins to break out. And before you know it, you probably have to cut the whole hand off. Don't let yeah. it reach to that stage, people of God. Hallelujah. Don't let it reach to a place where you have to cut off somewhere off your body before. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That. And, and sometimes God has to do this for us to come clean. Probably if I didn't got that phone call that afternoon while I was at work from the girl's mother, probably I would not have changed my lifestyle and I wouldn't have been on this phone call. So just to sum it up really from there on, I got the phone call and I was like, wow, I don't know how I'm going to break this to my parents because my parents were are respectable people in church. My mother is an evangelist. She was the former youth president as well. She also ministers across the country. My dad was the brotherhood president, the missions president. He's also a deacon. He's also a minister of the gospel. And our family has that reputation. And, and, and funny enough, being the only boy in the family, I have two sisters being the only male and the really the, the more outgoing one the most outspoken one of the three you know i was always looked on at that at, as that little child where you know that's the minister that's the, the preacher one so you know i got that attention growing up but here is the big news mm-hmm. that young man who you know stood for god in high school wasn't afraid to tell a person that listen man i'm a virgin and you should not have sex before you're married I would tell everybody this and I would proclaim it without shame despite what persons say. And you must know, during high school, that must have been, you know, something that is so, you know, out of the blue like Everybody else as young people would want to know that they had sexual experiences. I made a trend that, listen, man, it's okay to wait until marriage. I wasn't ashamed, but here I am now, getting the news that I got a girl pregnant now. I broke down in tears because I didn't know how to tell my parents this. I didn't know how to tell the church this. And eventually I did. And it has been a journey. The whole pregnancy and the whole, you know, the, the, the business of trying to meet common ground with that side of the family has been a journey. And there are still little um, technicalities but I'm telling you, God has been good because I am here now telling you that despite this sin, despite the shame and disgrace, despite losing all of those positions that I had in church, because while I was restored back to the fellowship, I had to confess. And this is another thing. Some people, we don't preach and teach confession again. People are yeah. still they don't want to come clean. Listen to me. I had to go to my church and I had to say, listen, man, this is what I did. This is what I did. I have sinned. I've sinned. 
and come short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. And I want to come clean. I had to confess. I had to be restored. I had to go to the process. And I'm still being processed because God isn't through with me yet. Amen. This is a Amen. word for somebody. Sometimes you feel as if all hope is lost. And you really feel as if this is it because you have failed. But he's not through with you yet. Go through the process of restoration. Because God wants to restore his people to their former place. But in order for us to do that, we have to come clean with God. David, hallelujah, he had to come clean with God. When the prophet went to him and confronted him of his sins, he had to confess it. He had to ask for forgiveness, creating me a clean heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. Restore unto me the joy, thy salvation. Mighty God. And then the Bible said David was a man after God's own heart. You see, sometimes the devil wants us to believe that because we've sinned, especially sexual sins, this is a lie from the pit of hell. The devil wants us to believe that we cannot bounce back from sexual sins. He wants us to believe that we cannot bounce back from fornication, masturbation, pornography. He wants us to believe that because we have done these things because a pregnant girl is involved or a baby is involved. We cannot bounce back but the devil is a liar. You're not too far where God cannot reach you. He reached me. Hallelujah. And I'm here today testifying because we overcome by our testimonies. I was depressed. I was depressed overnight. My ministry deplete overnight is like it vanished. It's like it wasn't there. I had no more zeal for God. I was broken. Even though I confessed, I felt as if everything just changed overnight. I was replaced. I was no longer the assistant. And this is sometimes these things happen in church. And I'm going to say this to those who are probably listening who are probably in leadership positions. And be careful as to how we, we, we go about rectifying and restoring people because it is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is so much to deal with. We have to be so mindful you know, as to how we deal with it because these situations are so sensitive. You understand? Yes, there's a penalty and a consequence for actions, but let the Lord lead you as to how to do it. I remember overnight, it seemed as if I lost everything like... I was no longer allowed to go around the pot. I was no longer able to do anything in church. You understand? And it damaged me because remember, you are being brought up in church, being involved. That's all you knew. That's all you were used to. But I knew that was a consequence for my sin and rightfully so. I have to go through the process. But I, I'm not going to lie. It affected me and I got depressed about it. I wasn't eating for days. I was losing weight and I am not a fat person. I am not a fat person. So just imagine I was losing weight because of the whole pressures that was coming in from both sides. The young lady's family, right, for an unplanned pregnancy and then now the church. You're going to feel as if your church turned your back on you. Trust me, you're go if you've been there, you're going to feel as if church doesn't love you anymore and i could tell you there was times when I, I couldn't count on my one hand how many persons called me to check up on me to see if i was okay
You're going to wow. be there. It has been a journey for me. But God. But, but, but God. But I have a beautiful baby girl. She's like four months old now. Right? And she's doing well. And while things are not perfect. While things are not perfect. I'm not waiting until everything is perfect before I start to testify. I am telling you that God has been good. I am not where I was, and that's enough to give God thanks for. I was depressed, and now I'm not. I was broken, but now I'm not. I was afraid to testify, but now I'm testifying of the goodness of Jesus in my life. Because I was in sin shame and disgrace but he restored me because he still have a plan for my life somebody just need to believe that it doesn't matter what you did i know some persons who are listening now probably struggling with some of the same sins that i was struggling with some secret sins that nobody knows about but god already knows about it he just wants you to come clean find the church find somebody to talk to tell them about it let god deal with it because if you don't deal with it then the enemy is going to capitalize on that weakness and is going to hit you with a blow but what I'm glad is that that blow will not kill you. When that blow comes, you're going to bounce back in Jesus' name because you're going to confess, you're going to be restored by good God Almighty, and you're going to bounce back stronger than before. Now you would have experience as to how God delivered you from these situations, and you'll have testimonies to tell people all over that you were in this but God, and I'm telling you, I'm speaking to somebody. It doesn't matter what the situation is, whether pregnancy, whether baby born, whether baby come, whether you were in you were in the, 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 the party house, whether you were in the bed of fornication, whether you were doing all kind of manner of evil and you were still participating in churches, the struggle behind the suit. You don't want to tell anybody about it because you're afraid as to how persons will look on you, especially when you have reputation. Glory be to God. But forget about reputation. Forget about the accolades. Forget about the position. Forget about the expectations and come clean. Come clean. Amen. Come clean. Because when God fix your up, and he turns your mess into a message. That's what God did. When I shared this testimony in our group, right? Sandra heard it. And she said, no, man, but this mess is a message. And I want this to be heard. Come on, man. I want it. God yes. mess yes. into a message. God can turn your test into a testimony. Oh, God Almighty, I don't know who I'm talking to. But when God, just give God the chance. Give God the chance. He will turn your whole story into a ministry. But you have to give him the chance to do so. I've been there. I've been there. The shame and the disgrace. I embarrassed God. I embarrassed God that came to me while I was going through all that. I told myself, I knew that I embarrassed God. I embarrassed him because my favorite scripture is St. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I was doing the opposite of that. My light wasn't shining. I wasn't bringing anybody to, to glorify any God in heaven. I was doing the opposite of that. I was, I, was, I was bringing embarrassment 
not just to myself and to whom I serve, but to God. And I knew that God, you know, God has feelings too. God has feelings. Yeah. We need to remember that God has feelings. He loves us and he cares for us. He has feelings. How do you think he sees us? How do you think he feels when he sees this woman of God, this man of God, his child, his children, you know, sinning and, 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 and doing all of these things? He's going to feel bad about it. We have to look at it from a practical perspective. God is not some, some distant being that is in isolation or, or an isolated concept of our minds. No, he is right here with us and he has feelings he's touched with what the feelings of our infirmities that's the word of god he knows how we feel he feels what we feel and when we we do these things he's 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 hurt it's just a simple way to look at it he's hurt let's not hurt god anymore like let's not hurt god anymore he has done so much for us when i think about the many times i could have been dead but that's for a whole different series. <laughs> but when I think about <laughs> all that God has spared me from, and to know that I repaid him by doing this, I knew I hurted, I hurted God. But thanks be to God, I'm here today only because of his grace and his mercies from the bed of fornication, right? From the partying, from the drinking, from all of these things, from the womanizing, while being a preacher, while being on the praise and worship team, while being a musician, I was all of these things. But God said, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Because I have a purpose on your life. And I'm not even going to allow you to stop it. That's what God is telling somebody. I'm not going to even allow yourself to stop that purpose because I have a work for you to do. And he will expose us. Yeah. He will mm -hmm. expose us to use us. He will expose wow. us to use us. Somebody just need to receive that word. Sometimes we run away from the exposure, but he's going to expose us to use us because when he exposes you, when your life becomes an open book, there's no more room for hypocrisy. That's the thing. What is hypocrisy? It's when you live a lie. It's when you preach one thing, you say one thing, but then you do the other. But when everything is exposed, you have to now make a choice. You can't sit on the fence. And many yeah. of us, we sit on the fence and we have one foot in and one foot out. You cannot have the best of both worlds. What does the Bible say? No servant can serve two masters. You're going to either do what? Love one and hate the other. So we have to come to the realization that the dual lifestyle cannot work. We have to choose. And I know many of you listening, you have already chosen to serve Jesus. Let go. Love not the world. Neither the things of the world. If you love the world, then the love of God is not in you. He that is in Christ is a new creature. These are just words from the Bible. These are scriptures. We have to recognize that we have to be different. We have to stand tall. You know, this is often said. When everyone is sitting, stand. When everyone is standing, become outstanding.
you know it is always our duty as christians let me say that again when everybody is sitting as christians we should stand when everybody is standing we should be outstanding we as christians mm -hmm. we must be willing to be different yeah don't be embarrassed about your past whomever is listening this because I'm, I'm going to close with my with my stories um don't be ashamed of your past don't be ashamed of your, because let me tell you something it is okay to fail but it is not okay to be a failure i'm going to say it again it is okay to fail but it is not okay to be a failure what do i mean you don't drown by falling in a river. You drown by staying submerged in it. You might fall yeah. along life's journey. And that is uncommon. Like, I mean, that, that is common rather with everybody, even in Bible. A lot of great men and women of God, they failed. Check it. Check every one of them. They failed. A lot of them, they made mistakes. They made mistakes. Peter denied Jesus three times. The apostle who walked with God. Yet Jesus said, listen to me. On this rock, the word, the name Peter means rock. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And that's Peter. Right, Paul before Saul before he became Paul, what was he doing? He was persecuting the Christians. Right, he didn't have mm -hmm. a good good past, but God used him and and he became one of the leading apostles. He wrote letters to the churches and he ensured that the ministry and the doctrine of Jesus was being preached everywhere. Come on, man, David. So many of them. They faltered along the way. But God had a plan for their lives. They weren't failures. They failed, but they weren't failures. Because at the end of it, and I normally say this, it's not how you it's not how you it's not how you end, you know. It's not how you get there. It's not how you get there. Let's ensure that you get there because some persons are going to reach that finish line of life, crawling on the belly. Some might be sprinting to the mm -hmm. finish line. Some might be crawling. Some might be creeping. Some might be jogging. <laughs> Perhaps some might be flying. Who knows? Doesn't matter how you <laughs> get there. Get there. Because the race is not for the swift. It's for those who can endure. So young people, don't be afraid to confess. Don't be afraid to tell persons of your weakness. Persons who you can trust, of course. You know, don't be afraid to, to let God expose you and just deal with you because he has a purpose for our lives, but he cannot do it. He, 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 he cannot work when we don't acknowledge that what we're doing is wrong. We have to come clean. And, you know, that's my story, really. Asanda, I really thank you for this opportunity. Um, really share it. You know, it has been a blessing and I really give God thanks. I I am truly happy. I believe that I am the happy one, uh, giving having the opportunity to have you share your story. Like this is this is the vision that God gave me a couple years ago. Well, a year ago, 
when I faltered in university, and I don't know if you know about it, but you can just go back and listen um, my testimony about how I got high at university and how God used that to change my life. So God used a pregnancy to change you. He used high to change me. (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm really happy that this this opportunity has been given and i was blessed listening to you and i'm sure that there are a lot of listeners there are a lot of listeners who will be blessed by this podcast and you know i just want you to end on prayer i want you to pray for persons who are struggling who are in the same situation that you are coming out of i just want you to pray a prayer of deliverance and a a prayer that God will bring restoration. Amen. Please, please pray. Amen. No problem. Ah, glory be to God. Glory, glory, glory. Jesus. Hallelujah. Mighty God, we give you thanks for your mercies. God, we give you thanks for your grace. We give you thanks, mighty God, for being God in our lives. Mighty Jesus, uh, who is like unto you, for you sit high and you look low. Oh, mighty God, you stretch it out the heavens as a curtain, mighty God. You hold the waters in the hollow of your hand, mighty Jesus. You rule and you reign in the affairs of men, mighty God. This earth is your footstool, my God. You sit upon the circle of the earth, mighty God. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, mighty God. We come to you this afternoon, mighty Jesus. Mighty God, not in flesh, mighty God. Not with pride, but in humility, understanding that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For our righteousness is as filthy rags before you, mighty God. He that is without sin, Katosha. Cast the first stone, mighty God. You looked up from the ground after you wrote in it and you said, Woman, where are thy accusers? Mighty God, we have all sinned, mighty God, at some point in our lives. But mighty Jesus, there is an advocate for our sins, mighty God. That's the reason why you came on this earth and you died on a rugged cross. That's the reason why you were pierced in your side and a crown of thorns was placed on your head. That's the reason why you bled and died because it is the blood of Jesus that can wash away what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ mighty God we ask for forgiveness right now mighty Jesus I intercede and I ask on the behalf of those who are listening right now those who have their eyes closed right now those who are believing right now those who are struggling right no, those who are hurt right now, those who are in the process of being exposed right now, God, I pray that you will forgive them, forgive us of our sins, mighty God. We have sinned before you, mighty Jesus, when we should have done like what Joseph did, mighty God, when he said, how can I do this wicked thing and sin against my God, when we should have ran from the Makadabasha, when we should have ran from that bedroom of fornication, adultery, sin, shame, and disgrace, when we should have run away from it, mighty God, mighty God, we stayed there, mighty Jesus, and we 
Ellen sin. We got messed up, mighty Jesus. Oh, God Almighty. But I'm glad your word said, mighty God, you did not come for the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I'm glad you said, God, that you use the best things of the earth, God Almighty. Oh, Jesus, we ask for a washing, mighty God. We ask for a cleansing, God. We ask for a purifying Jesus. We ask that you wash us from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet, mighty God. Creating me, creating us, creating all of us a clean heart, God, and renew a right spirit. Many of us, we are struggling, God. Even around the pulpit, we are struggling. Even on the choir, we are struggling. Even in the pews, we are struggling. On the media team, we are struggling. Around the music, we are struggling. Around the instruments, we are struggling in the suit. We are struggling with the microphone in our hands, preaching a powerful message. We are struggling, God, but I ask you, Jesus, to help us today to come clean. God, we pray for deliverance, mighty Jesus. We pray for breakthrough. We pray, mighty God, that those chains and shackles will be broken. God will be destroyed, mighty God, because the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is a strategic man. He's a strategic devil. He's a strategic dragon. And he knows, mighty God, our weaknesses. Even when we fail to admit them, God, he knows what to capitalize on. He knows what temptations to bring. But mighty God of Daniel, help us to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, God Almighty, the enemy is out after your children, God. The world is not being better, God. It's going to get worse. And the temptations will become more intense. And the fight and the battle will become more dangerous. But I'm glad that we are on the winning side. The fact that we are here, mighty Jesus, tells us that people have an interest in serving you, in spreading the word, in listening, in obeying your words, mighty God. Give us strength, mighty Jesus, to carry on. Mighty God, some are bound, struggling with all kind of sins and practices. And oh, the devil has a hold. But God, I pray that you'll break, mighty God, every yoke of bondage, God. Cause us, mighty Jesus, to be free, mighty God, from these shackles of oppression, depression, mighty God. It's not just sexual sins, but some are depressed out of their minds. Some, mighty God, are struggling with suicidal thoughts. Oh God, some are struggling with unforgiveness. Ah, uh, that young girl that is listening right now who has not yet forgiven her father for walking out of her life from a tender age. You need to forgive him. Kataisha. Oh, glory be to God. Unforgiveness. Stifling our ministries. Stifling our walk with you. Stifling our anointing. God, oh Jesus, help us today, mighty God, to break free from these things. Oh, God Almighty, we need to hear from you, God. We need a word from you, mighty Jesus. Help our struggles to make us stronger, God. Help our mess, mighty God, to become messages that will transform the lives of many. Oh, God, our testimonies are not just for us, God. They are for others to hear, mighty Jesus. Oh, mighty God, help us. Help us to recognize that our purpose is bigger than us, mighty Jesus. 
Jesus. It's not even about us. It's all about you and Jonah. Almighty oh, God should have delivered that message. He diverted and he went elsewhere. But you caused a whale, a big fish, to swallow him up and to spit him where he should be. God, I don't want a whale to swallow up anybody, God. Oh, because sometimes it is so dark inside a whale's belly and sometimes we become afraid. Oh, Jesus, save us from that situation. Save us from that experience. Just help us to be obedient, God. Oh, Jesus, we ask you, mighty God, just to have mercy, God. Just to have mercy, Jesus, and help somebody to come clean. I pray that testimonies will come, mighty God, from this podcast. Testimonies will come from the listeners as to how their lives were transformed mighty God, not just because of the story told, but because they themselves made a decision to come clean with you, mighty God of Daniel. You have done it before, and you have you are able to do it again. You did it for me. You did it for the host of this podcast. You've done it for so many persons who have already shared their testimonies on this podcast. Nobody is too low in a valley. Nobody is too high on a mountain top. Mighty God, your hands are not short so that you cannot reach any soul. So mighty God, we look to you and we ask and ask again that it will be done. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh God Almighty, these are your people and they have made up their minds to serve you. Help us, Jesus. Make the path straight. Oh, God, clear the ways of any obstacles. And if we must face obstacles, let us face them with you on our side. Help us to bounce back from our past and help us, mighty God, to change the future. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Jesus. Honestly, wow is just like all that I can say right now. Like, wow, wow, wow. Oh my God! Oh my God! I'll just, I just, I'll, I'll just end on the note that if you are a young man or a young woman who has been struggling in the suit, to be specific, um, with the girls, since you know, girls, not trying to be, not trying to be closest about it but you know when you think about a female you think about skirt so if you are a female struggling in the skirt symbolic or you're a male struggling in the suit please hit me up your story you don't know who you might be touching you don't know which nation you might be touching with your story 
And I know that many persons have been listening time after time after time after time. And you want to share your story, but you're afraid. You're afraid. You need to snap out of that. Your story, just like what he said, it's not just for you. It's for a lot of persons. So, so, please feel free to contact me on Instagram at nasanta.la, like N-A-S-A-N-T-A, the symbol dot, and a L. You know, I can start say period, like period. So it's, oh my God, I went off track. So N-A-S-A-N-T-A dot L-A-A-H Nasanta Law or Nasanta Law on Twitter. Ooh, or you can WhatsApp me at 876-505-2993 and just hit me up. I am, I am most willing to share your story. This is why I created this platform to get persons sharing real testimonies to help persons as we navigate through these these times like you're not alone you are not alone so yeah that is it until next time love you take care of yourself now amen this is for my goat